Welcome back to Everyone, a podcast about celebrating storytelling. We talk movies, TV shows, video games, and more every week. Daniel, what are we talking about today? Uh, I'm lost. Are we st- Christmas? Daniel, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Daniel, we're talking about uh, Star Wars. We're talking about Star Wars, um, the state of Star Wars. And this is actually Oh, yeah, because- that's right. Yeah, so yeah, Lu- yeah. Lunar Butterfly on our huge shout out to Lunar Butterfly who commented on our uh, latest episode, the animated Christmas movies episode to give us this idea. They commented, I definitely have to agree with Polar Express. I really love this episode. It's been nice seeing you guys get back into talking about movies and shows. I've really been enjoying it, but I seriously need you guys to talk about the Ahsoka series. I would love an episode of you guys expressing your thoughts and dissecting all the details. So that's what kind of this is about. It's going to be a kind of hybrid episode where we're talking about just the state of Star Wars as a whole. And then also kind of deep diving into Ahsoka to talk about that and like our thoughts on it and everything. Also discussing the news about Dave Filoni being CCO promoted and kind of what that yeah. entails. So that's what we're talking about. And we're dressed up in Christmas attire because it's this is coming out a couple weeks before Christmas. I've got my Star Wars Christmas sweater on for audio listeners. We've both got Santa hats on. Mm-hmm. I've got a baby Yoda Christmas sweater. Oh my God! <laughs> I know. I was so worried you're going to see this when I... Uh, Turn my camera on, but you just didn't see it. I have like a legit like 3D Baby Yoda coming out of my sweater. <laughs> it's coming out of his like stomach like an alien, dude. It's, it's like the dope. his like circle thing, like his. Uh... Oh no, I see it. Yeah, I'm just saying, just just it's funny. Like if people didn't didn't like recognize that, they're just like, why right, is right. Baby Yoda alien alien alien? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yep. English. English is hard yeah. today, man. I know, hey, man. <laughs> but yeah, so we're gonna jump into all that. We want to start with those are the kind of the three talking points: the state of Star Wars, and they kind of all intertwine. But the state of Star Wars, the Ahsoka series, and Dave Filoni as CCO. Uh, let's start with Ahsoka because I feel like that's more direct that we could talk about, and then yeah. we can start moving into like the bigger ideas of what potential we could see moving forward with the other two concepts. Yes. All right, so we couldn't talk about this originally because of the strike, but now that the strike's over, yeah. we can like deep dive into it and our thoughts on it. Disclaimer: I haven't seen this since it's come out which wasn't that long ago but it's still kind of like pretty fuzzy to me like the specifics of what happens in it which i do i do think speaks to the quality of the show and how much it at least yeah. resonated with me it, it was it i said this before i'm gonna say it again it doesn't feel like the show is about ahsoka, ahsoka. yes completely agree like i and i think i think that's kind of where my disconnect happens like i think if this show wasn't called ahsoka and it was framed as like either rebel season five or like sabine even or or just yeah. something like or like thrawn's return oh that would kind of spoil what happened um oh also spoilers for uh <laughs> this, yeah we should just say spoilers yeah <laughs> um i uh i do think i would be a little more okay i think i went into this with the expectations that this would be like an, an arc and a story about mainly ahsoka which you could argue that it was but for me like i feel like she didn't really have a character arc throughout the whole thing she kind of had like she was stable and then she had this crazy adventure like in episode four where she like changed and like refound herself when she did that flashback with anakin which was sick and we'll talk about and then she just kind of was like like ahsoka the white kind of like gandalf the white like she emerged a new person and then was that for the rest of it like it wasn't a slow like gradual change that she went on this adventure this like one event happened in the middle of the show that changed her and then she was like stationary on either side which i just didn't really personally vibe with Here's what I think the big problem was when it came just to the writing of Ahsoka in this. Because at uh-huh. the same time, too, it didn't. if I'm being honest, this was like the least Ahsoka feeling she's been written so far for her character. 
And I think a big part of that has to come down to purpose, right? Like you, you always talk about like characters needing to have some kind of like a change or some kind of like development throughout a story. And I mm-hmm. don't necessarily think that is true, but I do think it's like, it obviously helps, but the root of it is that they need to have a purpose. Okay. And in this, I didn't see a purpose with Ahsoka other than like, oh, like, I, like even what she was trying to do. She was, she's just very like wishy-washy, wishy-washy about it. Yeah. 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 I, I do. I feel like I, I saw someone point this out that this might've been some of the, not disconnect, but like in the, I think she, Rosario Dawson played a very interesting version of Ahsoka in the Mandalorian where she's like this yeah. stoic, like religious, like Jedi figure. That's like kind of, kind of like knows more about the world than the Mandalorian, at least in that Jedi part with, like, Baby Yoda. Yeah. And I feel like that stoic energy, like, she kind of carried that over into this, which I guess she kind of would have had to if that's where the character left off. But, like, it just felt like she was, like, too stoic and, like... Yeah. It, it, it was as... It, it's. I mean, going back to Lord of the Rings thing, like, she was... This was... Instead of, like, what if Lord of the Rings was focused on Gandalf, like, just Gandalf and not Frodo? Like, I think that would have been bad, and it felt like this was that. Yeah. Like, this was, instead of focused on Sabine the whole time, which they kind of did start to do, it was more focused on the Gandalf figure, which was Ahsoka. And I personally, we, I think everyone knows Ahsoka as not the Gandalf figure, like, the stoic, yeah. like, wi- hot wizard that knows everything. So seeing her in this position makes sense. Did you just sense. say hot wizard? Yeah, like, this higher wizard, like, position. Oh, higher. I, th- I thought you said hot. No, no, no. <laughs> this hot um, wizard. <laughs> just yeah. like Gandalf rips off his robe. No. Just like, like fucking, just like an eight. Oh my pack, gosh. Just ripped. No, but but like, but from her, go, her, I think being this version of the character does make sense for her journey across Star Wars. But like, Agreed, I just, but I don't think it delivered well. I don't think that's what an Ahsoka show should have been centered on. But yeah. I do think they needed to do that to bring Thrawn back. Like, I think that was the purpose of the show, which is what it accomplished. I yeah. just kind of wish they... Like, I feel like Dave Filoni is really good at three-episode arcs from The Clone Wars. Like, And I feel like this was a three-episode arc stretched out to eight episodes. Like, it felt like there was a lot of, like, not wasted time, but, like, I feel like this could have been compressed yeah. a little more. Well, not even that. Like, like it, it was okay when it came to that. I, li- I liked how it went more in-depth in some cases. But, yeah. again, it's... It was just the la- for me. It's like the drive. Like, what is the drive to do all these things? And then, like, like it's very face value. Like, oh, well, Thrawn might be coming back. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, that makes sense. But yeah. it's like how you're following the characters and like the relationships and how they're approaching this problem is a big part of it. Like, I feel like Ahsoka's like drive throughout all of this was like you can literally just sum it up to be like her being like it is what it is. Like I feel like it's uh-huh. like, like like something like the mentality's kind of add like oh I'm gonna fight this guy it is what it is Thrawn might be coming yeah. back uh, it is what <laughs> it is you know it like is what it is. yeah <laughs> I I also like I don't I've this show has made me reflect a lot on like my viewing of Star Wars and my idea of Star Wars like I feel like w- when I was a kid like I loved like any Star Wars like the prequels I freaking loved and now that I'm growing up I'm I think I'm like just getting more emotionally mature and like I'm able to dissect films with a more harsh lens and like view what's good versus bad and like, yeah, more that. critical about yeah. it. And so, and so I don't know if it's the fact 
it's the the idea that Star Wars is getting worse, or if I'm just getting more critical and I'm like kind of aging out of the demographic. Because George Lucas always said Star Wars is made for kids, and now that I'm not a kid anymore, I don't know if it's that Star Wars is getting worse or I'm just getting like my views of like media and like preferences are changing, or if it's a combination of both. I feel like it could be at both, but so it's kind of like hard hard but to tell. Even with that, it's I don't think that's a big part of it. I mean, it's a big part of it, but I don't I don't think it's the core of it. With, with specifically this show, okay. I think it's just, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. But no, like, like I'm trying to imagine like me as a kid watching this show, right? I know I was too. I think I would have enjoyed a lot of it at face value. Like it's freaking Anakin coming back, the live action Clone Wars fight, like all that flashy yeah. stuff, like fan service stuff I would have loved. But like outside of that, I don't know. If, I don't know. Sorry, I kind of interrupted you. If you were watching this as a kid, how would you? But react? no, that's that's a solid point. That's literally what I was trying to get at. So you laid it, you, like it had elements like that that worked, and then had elements that is just like, why isn't this working? Yeah, it's t- yeah. yeah, it's tough to like. Also, like I don't want to criticize it as if I have the answers. I I don't really think I do for a lot of it. I just I just know something is like off. Well, I was just about to ask you, like, how would you redo it? <laughs> I, I'm not too sure. Like, I f- I feel like at least for me, if I was doing an Ahsoka show. I don't know if I would set it in this time period and I don't know how I would try to go in with the agenda of like, we have to get Thrawn out and they kind of seems like maybe they worked backwards from that. I don't know. I think there were some good ideas in there. Like the idea that Ahsoka has kind of lost her way and then needs to get back on track to finding the hope in things and believing in Sabine and, and letting someone back in. I think that's a cool idea. I, I think it just wasn't executed too well. Like Sabine's Agreed. whole journey with like, learning how to use the force and then like all of a sudden at the very end she learns how to use the force and then like pushes Ezra across like a baseball or like a football field abyss I was like that like escalated super quickly and yeah I wasn't too fond of that I don't know though dude like there were parts I did like though like I don't want to just just rag on it but yeah sorry can we talk about some things we did like because I feel like we are ragging on it well there's one thing I do want to point out just like super duper critically for one very oddly specific thing are you ready (laughs) yeah so you know like the little crab people? Yes. At like on the galaxy that's like the adjacent galaxy. Yeah. Yes. So what was it? So there's like the baby one you get in this one shot, and then you see all the grown-up ones. And then the grown-up ones I think have bigger eyes than the baby one. And I'm like, Okay. That's kind of weird for like anatomically to think about. Because in most oh, cases, because like babies usually have like have bigger like the bigger eyes. eyes. Well, bigger, but usually it's like your eyes say the like same. Proportion and then wise. Like, yeah, but like there's there's a big visual difference there. I'm just like so their eyes probably grow. I don't, I don't know, know why. I mean, I know why. Like I'm going to be like thinking about the character design and stuff like that. But like that like threw me off when I saw like the little baby. Like that's why I was thinking of. Maybe that's a plot point. In the next one, like if they stay on this planet too long, their eyes will like bug out and explode or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like there's something in the atmosphere that like does that to you. I don't know. Although Ezra was there for a while. Yeah, it's mustard gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, I do want to talk about a few things I did like. If that's cool with yeah. you, yeah, I did. I did like the whole sequence with Hayden Christensen back yes. in the world between worlds or whatever it's called. I know it's fan servicey, but like those live action Clone Wars flashbacks were freaking sick. They and were then, dope. And like with flashing when like lightning would or like light would strike, and then like he would flash between Anakin and Vader. Yeah, that was super. That was cool. really well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also did. I did like the Balin character. The like. The villain Agreed. who that actor passed away, unfortunately. Um, but like the, he, he so did he was like this. Yeah, he, he passed away right before like before the, the show even came out. Well shit. 
Which, which, like, I also don't know if that means they, like, cut some of his stuff that they were setting up for, like, a future thing because they don't have him anymore. Well, dude, so the that, way the show ended. I know, I know. The, the show ended with, like, that huge cliffhanger. Literally of the cliff. I know. But they, they could, they could like, recast him. But, uh, but I liked his character. Like, he's a fallen Jedi. He had this aura of mystery around him. He yeah. was a formidable opponent to Ahsoka. The, like, the battle they had on the circular platform, and I think mm-hmm. it was, like, episode three, um, yeah. I think was really well choreographed which I don't think a lot of the fights were, but this one I remember wasn't like he had was, like, a lot yeah. of weight behind his strikes, which I yeah, really like. I was going to say he's very, he's a very much, it's almost like a like great a intentional like how purpose. He, yeah. He's what, what'd you say? Sorry. So it's almost like he's using like a great sword. like what you're oh, saying, okay, like yeah. posing with the weight and yeah. all that, which is nice. Yeah. Nice and I, yeah, I did like that. Like styles with lightsabers. Yeah. I think overall also just all the actors did a good job of like taking on, this like a role of an anim- animated beloved character like i feel like that's very daunting to step into oh yeah a character that's been developed over four seasons and like just stepping in like i think it's tough and i think for the most part they they did a very good job yeah just jumping in yeah any other things you like specifically liked that jump out to you space whales i mean I, I just want to second that point like i feel like the betrayals of the characters like all of them uh yeah. from the animated series is like the betrayals were spot on. I think in that first episode, they brought back the same voice actor who was also the voice, like, whatever, Clancy, like the guy that put voices Mr. Yeah, Krabs. Yeah. Yeah, he, he also uh, voiced that same guy in Rebels, and he also played the live-action counterpart, I'm pretty sure. So that, yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. So I, I think that they... The betrayals were good. Again, it just there's the points where the writing, I feel like, should have been executed yeah. better. But um, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to say it. Okay. Just ass. Those, those, some of those pants were tight, dude. Yo, like you mean for like Hera? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Isn't she the uh, same She's actress the... that played Ramona? From Scott Pilgrim. Yes, and she also, yeah. I think she was in Sky High as the villain, and she's also yeah. Ewan McGregor's wife in real life. You know, I didn't know that. That makes me so <laughs> happy. <laughs> <laughs> Obi Wan, Obi Wan, one, Obi Wan, one. Yeah. So some things I guess I didn't like. I I think I'm touched upon um, how Sabine kind of learns the Force like really quickly. Yeah. Uh, the ending, like, it doesn't seem like there was like a huge finale fight. Like the big finale moment was like there's these zombie stormtroopers, and like that moment was like had no impact on me because it was like okay yeah. they're, they're this faceless army that's just gonna get shot down oh now they stood up one more time and they're still this faceless army and they got shot down taken out like piece yeah. of cake again like i feel like that was more well done in the games i think i mm-hmm. think something similar to that was done in the original uh jedi fallen order oh okay oh calcestus because there he goes to dathomir and i forget the stormtroopers there or not that get rejuvenated per se or zombified yeah but uh it's it was very analogous to that and like i was happy to see it in live action but again i feel like it would have been cooler if there's more emphasis put on to that so just be like oh we're in the finale of the thing and like now they're doing this because it's so it's like okay. yeah yeah i i do like how they that they got the thrawn voice actor to play thrawn but like i what i like from what my roommate matt uh from college told me 
and, and he's been on this podcast, but like Thrawn, at least in the books, and, and especially in, even in the portrayal of Rebels, he's like this master strategist that's also like very physically formidable and like trains yes. in all sorts of martial arts and it's like physically fit. And I do know that this is like years later, but it's just like, it seems like he let himself go a little bit com- like compared to that. <laughs> and, and it's just like that the actor I think is like an older gentleman. So I'm not really blaming him, but I'm just kind of like, I don't know, there was a little disconnect there. He's still a tall guy. But yeah, still tall, formidable guy, but like he just seemed kind of like a hunched over old man versus like this like jujitsu warrior. Here's what I don't like about the portrayal of Thrawn. And this and also just in Rebels. It seems like he keeps losing and he's like, ah, this is all part of my plan. Yes! <laughs> but he's <laughs> like, you're like, you're supposed to be a master strategist, so you keep like intentionally losing. Like, why? <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. And then on top of that, it's just, like he'll point out like what they're gonna do next, and then they do it, and then he still loses. Yeah. And then you and predicted then it's just, like, your this, failure. But it's a vicious cycle of it. He does it all the fucking time. Yeah. It's it's like how narcissistically big brain are you? Like like just admit like oh I I fucked up, but actually yeah. no, it was all part of my plan. Yeah. Because of this this um third. That's objective. like you when we play Rocket League. If you make a mistake, <laughs> you're literally pissed off at something you do. All the time. <laughs> you just completely called yourself out and you cannot argue out of that. Like you do that every time you miss the ball. You're like, oh, it's all part of the plan. And then, and then like Evan or I like save it. And you're like, see, I I knew you were going to do that. You're like, no, you didn't. Like you literally, like you literally <laughs> okay, that, but, but just got we, infuriated it's by something because we all do. do it now. We, all, we literally have a, <laughs> we're like, oh yeah, we're faking. Oh yeah, that was faking, you know, like, like. Uh, oh no, but my you God, can't, dude. like you do that all the time. And now you're saying like you I'm get mad back. at I feel like I pulled Because back. I called you out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that is like the perfect analogy. And you were like, I can't believe he does that. And like you do that. I'm Thrawn in Rocket League. You're Thrawn. Yeah. Throcket League. Throcket League. Um, but yeah. I didn't really like all the like Senate politics stuff with Hera. And like how she wasn't allowed to go because the New Republic was like... Like, I really did, like, there was a, that scene with C-3PO when he goes into the Senate room mm-hmm. and, and, like, the Senate guys are, like, not letting him go. Like, it just felt so, like, disconnected from, like, like, I think at one point I saw someone point out that, like, the guy, like, Hera comes in and is like, oh, like, they have this super, um, like, hydro, or, like, not hydro, um, hyperspace engine that can get them to the next galaxy that thrawn's at and uh the guy's like oh that's like the guy like doesn't believe her and and it's like this is all like part of fantasy and like thrawn in another galaxy that's crazy and i'm like dude like she was at that battle where thrawn like shot off like she it's not like this is some folklore thing like she was present like this happened 10 years ago like if that like like yeah. this is not like a, and like he just like didn't believe her. i'm like dude you live in star wars like there's aliens and other galaxies like it just felt disconnected but also i wanted to point out sorry this is a long tangent but like no you're good i, I feel like a lot of the senate and like politics stuff was so interesting to me in andor and this felt so far from that for how for how this was written it just like felt so disconnected it like and seeing what andor was in that this could have yeah. had elements of that. I was like let down. But again, that goes back to my original point. Like, I don't know if I'm just growing out of the core demographic of Star Wars because I like the more mature content like Andor kind of thing. I don't know. Does that, any of that make sense? <laughs> no, I get what you're saying there. But at the same time, like one with Andor, it's 
I mean, that was still during the time of the Empire. True. And it's the, the, I think a lot of the maturity and enjoyment out of that, from your perspective, is that because it is more secretive and there's yeah, again, like more it's, like it's written more espionage. maturely because there's more layers to it. Yeah. But this, it was definitely more on the surface, and again, like the disconnect with that one guy specifically, like mm-hmm. that was very forceful. The show, like his disconnect. Yeah, yeah. And another reason why the New Republic inevitably falls again. Yeah. So. Like, I get it. Like, the whole point is, like... Because the whole point of the rebellion... Or the New Rebellion... New Republic? No, no, sorry. Yeah, New <laughs> Republic. rebelling against the themselves. Rebellion. We won. Sorry. We don't know how to do anything <laughs> except rebel. So we're just gonna rebel <laughs> against ourselves. But no, like, like they're, they're... It's not meant to be, like, a military dictatorship like the Empire was. So you bring in civilians to be in your high-power roles. Which is the point of the Republic, right? Right. And that's the biggest problem with that when it comes to the argument you just made where it's, okay, Hera literally just had this battle, like, like not only the original battle experience, but also, like... So you're saying he's supposed to be stupid? Like, that's yes. the excuse? Okay, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do see what you're saying completely, but, like, I, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like, that's kind of a dumb excuse. Like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, if that's what Star Wars is going with. But, like, I, I, see, I, I see your point. I mean, um, all politics is stupid, but, yeah. <laughs> All right, we do not want to go down that rabbit hole. So, uh, what else happened? Oh, um, what do you think? What, like the finale with Balin, like they set up, um, uh, the like the brother and sister, mm-hmm. and like the balance of the Force from the Clone Wars. Well, this time they're dead. Yeah, I know. The, so it's just like, okay, what other well, kind of people relics? were theorizing that like he was going to replace the brother or something like that and represent the dark side. And that, like, Ahsoka was... Well, now yeah, that the, she's, like, Ahsoka the White, she might be, like, represent the light side or something. People were theorizing about I that. Know, but I do think it would be interesting to see them... I It's it's two ways. Either one, yes, it's going to be them taking on roles like that. Because I feel like the Force needs to have some kind of entity mm-hmm. to establish that. Actually, no, I was going to say three ways. This, the second way would be uh, finding relics that had power related to them. Right. Okay. Or the third way would be um, explaining the origins even better for like the father, the the, mm-hmm. the the daughter, and the son, and all that. So, because if you're able to explain like their beginnings and like their origins to how either they were imbued with the Force or Force incarnate or whatever it may be, right? I'm not. I like. I'm sure there's more stuff to read up on that. I don't know. It'd just be interesting to see a. a character go through that kind of arc you know yeah. what i mean that that is one thing i think just kind of t- taking a step back grand picture but related to that that i think dave filoni does very well is that he understands the philosophy of the force like that side yeah. like a, like the big picture like light versus dark and the forces of good versus evil and just like how it all connects especially and like from george lucas's mind and just like the philosophy behind all that i think that is one thing that he does very well and to have him kind of go, going to that that other point we were going to talk about, like him being chief creative officer, that is one thing I'm excited about that he um, will bring to the table. However, I, it does worry me. Like, I don't know how well he can handle like the politics side, like the empire and like the espionage, that side of things, which I also like from Andor. Like, I don't know how yeah. much experience he has writing that stuff super well. Yeah, makes sense. I'm trying to think back if there's any like big Clone Wars arc. So that, that might start lacking a little bit. I don't know. I'm just like, predicting foreshadowing thinking of the possibilities but i'm excited for like the philosophy side of the force to be like fleshed out more because he i think he is really good at that 
Yeah, agreed. Um, anything else you want to talk about with um, Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Uh, like, I just figured what happened like in each episode. I have a so in the first one, she like like Sabine finds that ball, that sphere. They do like mm-hmm. the simplest puzzle possible, and she like solves how to look at the ball. Yeah, and then they have oh wait yeah thoughts on her getting stabbed and like being fine like what the heck qui-gon's probably like rolling in his grave <laughs> i mean yeah but it's also like she got medical attention like instantly practically i'm assuming you're gonna defend and this, also she? well no also okay. no here's here's the real reason why i'm i'm defending it you want to know why why what's that one bounty hunter that uh from mando that had her whole torso like replaced oh uh yeah uh, I don't know her name, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. So maybe it could be a situation like that on the inside for Sabine. Yeah, which, I mean, that's still, I like, I just, uh, I feel like it also just like, I, I'm not going to argue that like, oh yeah, that happened. So this can happen. But like, just the fact that in general, like we're getting so many stab wounds and now people aren't dying. Like it just lowers the stakes overall well, of Star Wars. Like the significance like, of a lightsaber, like this super yeah. sick weapon is now like getting diminished every time that I mean, happens. Blood, okay, if I'm going to be technical here, it is cauterizing. It cauterizes it. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but also arguably Qui-Gon was destined to die. Like it's just or part so, of, it was it was a yeah, forced like, will so, from the die. I think if you get stabbed by a lightsaber, you should die most of the time. And it's the opposite. If you get stabbed, most of the time you're fine. That's what's happening. <laughs> well, maybe he got hit with, with somewhere vital. Like, I don't know. Yeah, well, I feel like statistically, other people getting stabbed should at least once get like hit somewhere vital. Yeah, once. Qui-Gon. <laughs> I, like, more than just Qui-Gon. <laughs> no. All right. What happened in episode two? Uh... They get the map to what's his face. They reveals that Thrawn's trapped in another galaxy. Oh yeah, they go to that planet and like Chopper is there and like she has a battle with an Inquisitor. I forgot about yeah. that. I feel like that could have been cut. Yeah. Um, yeah, like on that shipyard planet. Then uh Sabine's having issues in the next episode with training and can't use the force. Mon Mothma was in this. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, this was the Senate or the Republic episode mm-hmm. lots happens but also not a lot happens <laughs> yeah yeah the whales the whales are cool i like that she befriends the whales yeah dude but that's that's nice do you, how do you think they're gonna get back so now thrawn's back do you think sabine and them or the gonna get back that's honestly my favorite part about how this show ended it was that it wasn't on like a happy note or a clear note it was like yeah. okay so there's and it's not just like a cliffhanger it's like like literally like hey there's a next step to this like that's classic Star Wars. Right. I just hope they don't write it off like at the next, like the beginning of the next episode. Next thing. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. well, like, like I like at the beginning of episode six, they take like the entire first act to like rescue, like undo, like Han Solo being in Carbonite. Like they have to like escape, like do this master plan, then escape from Jabba's yeah. palace, and that like sets up the movie. Like I hope Wah. they take their time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope they take their time with this. However, they're going to undo Ahsoka and Sabine being yeah, on this in this galaxy. I think it'd be nice to see like them continue their training or even not seeing it, if I'm being honest and just doing like like a time jump kind of like what we saw with Ezra. Probably not that long of a time jump, but just a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. And then Sabine be able to be like more, more controlled and concise. She's and already pretty confident. She can force someone across hey, an abyss hey, take it easy okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right uh shall we I'm talk about she could force me across an abyss but <laughs> all right 
I feel like we kind of <laughs> talked about the state of Star Wars. Um, yeah. I guess w- one thing we can do is just kind of quickly run through the list of upcoming projects and talk about, I guess, our hy- hypometer, uh, how yeah, hyped yeah. we are about, uh, or just like how excited we are about upcoming things and which is our overall thoughts on, I guess, Star Wars. Yeah, we should coin that for a future episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, also, I didn't mention I, I shaved my beard um, since the last episode. Yeah, it was good. Back to nice, nice. Well, I think it was jig. more of a trim, but yeah. I did trim. Well, I did trim it down, and I've let it grow for the last like couple days since we recorded. I see. I see. So now it's back up. But yeah, nice. All right. So next upcoming projects, we've got Skeleton Crew TV series. That's mm-hmm. the one uh, with Jude Law. Yep. It's gonna be okay. The next, and then we have the Acolyte, also twenty twenty four. That's gonna be good. I'm excited for that. Yep. Uh, Star Wars Bad Batch season three, twenty twenty four. Did I, I finish season that. two? I don't know if I finished season two. I'm excited what because it seems like they're trying to explain in Mandalorian and this Bad Batch, like how like how Palpatine, Palpatine came back. yeah was cloned instead of somehow. So, <laughs> I know, so I am interested to see like wh- how they explain it with that. Yeah, and then also uh, Andor season two is like possibly 2024. I think that might get pushed because of the strike. Yeah, but I'm excited. I'm excited out of those Acolyte and Andor season two are my top two. But I am interested about the others. I just like want to do more movies, but there are some movies like in the works announced. So the movies that yeah are technically in the works, but also like I don't know if they're in the works because Star Wars cancels movies every two seconds. There's Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie, which is just listed as in development. There's James Mangold's Dawn of the Jedi movie, which is in development as well. That's mm-hmm. um I think the one that was like the origins of like the Force and the light and darks. So I'm actually excited yeah. about that if they do that. Dave Filoni's Mandoverse New Republic movie, so that's what they're setting up with Ahsoka, um, where, like, everything's coming together, like Mando, Thrawn, and all that, I guess. Yeah. Shereem Obeyed Chinoy's new Jedi Order movie. I don't know much about that. That's Mm. in development. And then Mando Season 4 and The Book of Boba Fett Season 2, the status is unknown for those. And then Star Wars The Lando, either project, show, or movie, is also status unknown. I, Mm. just, like, my overall thoughts for that, I kind of want to go back to, like, a trilogy i feel like it's maybe not just yet but like soon like i think it'll be enough time that has passed since the last one that i'll be like excited for another trilogy and get out of the skywalker saga but like i just like those like big event movies like yeah, even if they just do something like like a rogue one even if it's not a trilogy yeah, but, like, yeah, you yeah. Just do, like a rogue one like a like a cool story star wars story like i think that could be cool but also just like I feel like Star Wars, I'm, it's known for the trilogies and like the big events like this. And it feels like they've scaled back, which is cool to still see this stuff. But I, I'm like yearning for the trilogy, like kind of big event stuff. I think it's tough right now because we there's been so many big messages with a lot of the movies. Uh, uh-huh. Like with the original trilogy, with the prequels, and then also with Rogue One in that context. What do you context. mean big messages? Well, like for example, like like... Like, going back to Rogue One specifically, right? Like, the whole message with that one is sacrifice. Sacrifice for a greater idea, right? The whole thing when it came to the original trilogy was hope. Whether it be the first, A New Hope, to how it ended with Luke being able to bring back Vader, right? Like, he he hoped and he was able to bring back out Anakin, right? Okay. So, it's... And you're saying the new stuff doesn't have, like, big ideas like that? There's not, like, a big old message like that that's not... It's not slamming in, you know? Like, don't get me wrong, like, Mando's cool and it's fun to see, like, these characters do these things, but there's not, like, a... There's not, like, a driving factor or idealism or something I that's... think the first two seasons of Mando did have that, and it, it was, like, 
the relationship between Mando and his Grogu. and Baby Yoda. And, and I think they kind of lost that in the third season and like some of the other projects don't have that. But I think that core like loyalty um, was a good message and like responsibility for like a life kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I do agree that like a lot of the other projects haven't had that like something as hard hitting or like something that like lasts with you as strong or like as or is as impactful as like those original ones. Um, yeah. But yeah. Should we talk about um, Dave Filoni's new role? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so has there been any updates about... Well, you you lay out the groundwork of this, and I'll ask you the questions. Okay. Uh, so he it was announced a while ago that... Uh, like a couple weeks ago that Dave Filoni's being promoted to chief creative officer, which mm-hmm. was... I like was trying to look up who was chief creative officer before him. Like, was there one? And if there wasn't, that might have been an issue that there wasn't one. Wasn't it Kathleen? Um, I don't know if she, like, she was, like, head of, I think she's, like, president of Lucasfilm. I don't know if she was, like, wearing both hats kind of thing. I feel like, I feel like that'd probably be a both hat kind of thing, but maybe, yeah, yeah. But, like, basically, this chief creative officer role now means Dave Filoni, instead of, like, I think right now he's just been, like, um, doing his own, like, projects, and then people would come to him, like, if they have questions, he said people would come to him, like, usually in post-production if they had questions about their projects, and usually at that point yeah. it was kind of, like, too late for him to like really have any huge impact but he could like gently nudge to like help it get to a better direction but now he's yeah. going to be more involved at the inception of all the projects he's gonna be working with kathleen and another person i forget their name but they're like the head of story at lucasfilm and so it'll be kathleen him or sorry kathleen head of story and dave filoni working together at like the inception of projects to like have more of an impact and be able to give more help with um guidance which I think could be a good and bad thing because like Dave Filoni has been kind of hit or miss for me. It's mainly been hit, but like, like I said, Ahsoka was kind of mid in my opinion. That was like his first full, like mainly on his own show. Yeah. So I don't know. But I think, like I said earlier, he does have a good ideas about the philosophy of the force. So I think having that at the in- like inception of a project to guide you would be cool to help yeah, out. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I mean, he was viewed as like the prodigal son of George Lucas, like studied under him is like an encyclopedia of Star Wars knowledge. So I, I, I am excited that he's going to have more of a say. I think this should have happened a while ago. Yeah, no, agreed. I forget what my original question was, but I think I was going to ask Sorry. you, has there been any updates about him on the role since it, like, it was I don't originally think so. I, I mean, I but, haven't really looked. Nothing crazy that has like come out since then. He set five babies on fire. No. Nope. Uh, not that I know of. <laughs> I hope not. I know this episode is kind of seemed like pessimistic, but I just Star Wars is very near and dear. I hold it very near and dear to my heart, so I'm kind of protective of it, I guess. And I just want it to be good. Yeah. So I think overall, I am looking forward to seeing what they do. I think I we've mentioned like I, I'm a little Marvel fatigued right now because it's like so much quantity and not a lot of quality. And I don't think I'm there with Star Wars, but I'm seeing like the early warning signs Stages that that, that could be coming. So yeah, that's why I'm like flags. worried. Yeah, but I'm not like yeah. there yet. So, yeah. are you in that headspace, or you, or no? I mean, I, I'm not gonna say Marvel fatigued, but like I'm in the. I I also see the warning lights that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Yeah, man. I'm so excited for the future. I'm so excited to see how things are gonna come out. Yeah, me too. Out of those projects I listed, which one are you most excited for? I can list them off again if you need them. I'm probably gonna say. I didn't know that they're doing that combined movie with Mando and everybody else. Yeah, and Dave Filoni's, I think, directing. 
Yeah, so I'm excited for that. Uh, also, the Acolyte. Just the, again, like you said before, getting yeah. like the Skywalker saga. I'm excited era. for James yeah. Mangold's Dawn of the Jedi movie about kind of like the inception yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Force. And again, I'm just happy we're getting out of the Skywalker yeah, yeah. era. And then also the Acolyte, like I said, yeah. And Andor Season 2. Yeah. Oh, Andor Season 2 is going to maybe Andor it. Probably Andor Season 2 because it's like proven good and like I just, I like it a lot. Yeah. All right. Any other final thoughts before we're moving to the next section? No, I think that's pretty much it. All right, ready for patron shout-outs? Yeah, hit me with them. Cue the Epic Stars music. Bushka patron Lori, Frank, Rick, Lisa, Evan, Tony. Thank you so much for pledging the tier. Thank you to this shout-out. If you'd like to support us over on Patreon, link is down in the description to get the audio episode early. Special benefits, cool perks, all that jazz, and more. Thank you seriously, sincerely to our patron supporters. Really appreciate you. Uh, are you ready for cool comments? Yeah, what we got this time? Uh, I mean, it was just, I just want to highlight again the Lunar Butterflies comment on our animated Christmas movies episode. They said, I definitely have to agree with Polar Express. I really love the episode, and it's been nice seeing you guys getting back to talk about movies and shows. I've really been enjoying it. But I seriously need you guys to talk about Ahsoka. I'd love an episode to get you guys expressing your thoughts and dissecting all the details. We didn't really talk about the first half of that comment the first time, so like, I'm glad they agree with us about Polar Express. It's just like classic film, dude. Yeah, dude, that's classic Christmas, man. So yeah. Yeah. What about We didn't talk about the uh, Star Wars holiday special. We didn't. I don't know if I've ever seen it all the way through. I've seen like so clips. I was gonna say the same, yeah. I've seen bits of it. I know like the outline. I think it's like Chewbacca is like separated from his family, or like mm-hmm. some Wookiee separated from their family, and like they have to get reunite in time for like I I don't think it's Christmas, but it's like it's Wookie, Wookie Christmas or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like Mark Hamill, I think like all, the original three, I think were in it. Mm-hmm. Like Mark Hamill, uh, Harrison Ford, I think. I don't know. I know how Mark Hamill's in it, and then like Carrie Fisher and stuff. Uh, yeah. But it like came out in like the 80s and apparently it's kind of loved. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll check it out. Maybe that'll be my holiday movie of the season. Maybe that'll dethrone Polar Express. I doubt it, but <laughs> <laughs> that'd be wild. It has all the elements, man. It has the animation. It has Christmas time. Mark Hamill. It has animation. Mark it has Mark Hamill. Hamill. Am I describing? Wait, is it animated? What? Wait, Wait. which Christmas special are you thinking of? Is there a live I action? Think... One? I'm thinking. Yeah, of the... there's a live think... action one. I'm thinking of the live action one. Not oh. the one with Boba Fett. I'm thinking the live action one. Oh, I was thinking of the one with Boba Fett. No, there's like live action. There's like real like Wookiees and stuff. Oh, shit. Why does it make yeah. me think of Fraggle Rock? What is Fraggle Rock? You don't know about Fraggle Rock? No, what is that? This obscure thing you mentioned? No, I don't know about it. Oh, Google no, I've it. seen this. this. is like Muppets or something? Yeah. It came out in 1983. No, Daniel, I'm not familiar with this 1983 Muppet TV show. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta get on down to Fraggle Rock. All right, is it good? <laughs> is it Star Wars related? It's no, it's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> the only connection you can make between Fraggle Rock and and Star Wars would be like McDonald's. Like, <laughs> do they have good girth to crisp ratios? Well, McDonald the the Fraggles, the Muppets, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I I wouldn't know. The fra- okay. <laughs> um. But I, I mean, I think there is one that there is a holiday special that is animated. I think it's, that's like a TV movie special. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if Mark Hamill's in that one. Hmm. No, I think. Oh, no. Mark Hamill is in that one. So so you could, if you came yeah. up to me, you could say like, have you seen the um, holiday special that has, that's animated with Mark Hamill in it? And you could be describing that, like the Star Wars holiday Christmas special or, or Rhapsody, Rhapsody Street Kids. Kids. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, dude, I love that. That's great. <laughs>
All right. Um, you ready for the introduction? Yeah, tell me when. When? We just talked about what we want to talk about, and now we're done. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, we've got one more week, and then after... So this comes out on the 11th, and then the next week's the 18th. I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know what we're gonna do at that time yet. But the twenty fifth, we have a special episode, special Christmas episode planned for you. And then on the first, we also have a special New Year's mm-hmm. episode planned for you. So stay tuned for that. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. Goodbye. Goodbye.